Oh 
Have you ever thought about the fact that there is only one day in the past 2,019 years when no one believed that Jesus was alive? One day. On Friday, he was dying on the cross for our sins. On Sunday, he rose victorious from the grave. But what about Saturday? You ever think about the Saturday of Easter week? You know, I got to thinking about it. I've been preaching for over 40 years, and I don't think I've ever talked about Saturday. We even give special names to the other days. I mean, we have Palm Sunday, we have Monday, Thursday, we have Good Friday, we have Easter Sunday. I think Saturday needs a name. And the one that I've settled on is Silent Saturday. Silent Saturday. It seems appropriate because after the chaos and the noise and the messiness of Friday, Saturday was uneventful. The crowds that had cried for his crucifixion had disbanded and gone home. The city of Jerusalem was quiet because it was the Sabbath and all activity ceased. The disciples were huddled together in secret, afraid that they too would be arrested. There just wasn't much happening on Saturday. In fact, the gospel writers tell us the only thing that happened on Saturday with relation to Jesus was that the religious leaders went to Pilate and asked that he post a guard at the tomb. Jesus had said he would rise again in three days, and they were afraid his disciples would come and steal the body. So they requested the tomb be guarded. I wonder what the soldiers thought. When their commander came to them and said, guys, I need you to go do something. I need you to go guard a grave. You, you want us to guard a dead man? That's right. I don't think they've probably ever been asked to do that before. But then again, they've never encountered a man like Jesus before. I also wondered what they talked about on Saturday, the disciples. What, what would their conversation, they probably didn't have a lot. I think there was a lot of silence from them as well. 
But when they did talk, did they relive the horrible events of Friday? Did they lament the fact that they really hadn't been there for Jesus? I mean, after he was arrested, most of them split. They were gone. Peter managed to hang in there a while, but then he denied Jesus. And only John stayed with him to the end and was standing there at the cross when he died. Perhaps they talked about the one thing that no one wanted to admit. On Saturday, it had to seem like Jesus' ministry was a failure. He had not managed to gather enough followers who truly believed in him. He was not able to win over the religious leaders of the Jews. He, he was not able to convince either Herod or Pilate that he should be released. It must have seemed to all of them that as good as it was for the past three years, it's over. We failed. I think Saturday could best be described by the title of a children's book about a boy named Alexander. You know where I'm going, don't you? Saturday was a terrible... Horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those days? An Alexander day? A Jesus Saturday day? Perhaps you're having one right now as you sit here in this church. We've all experienced silent Saturdays. Days when we don't understand what is happening to us and we don't understand why God is allowing it to happen. Days when we pray, but God seems to answer our prayers with silence. You walk into the place where you've worked for the past 25 years only to be called into the boss's office and told your job's been eliminated and you're escorted to the door. You struggle to hold on to your marriage and you wonder if it can stand one more argument. You hang up the phone slowly after getting the test results and they're not what you wanted. You sit there staring at this pile of unpaid bills and this small number in your bank account and wonder how you're going to make ends meet. You know, life is filled with Saturdays, aren't they? And the question becomes, what do we do about it? How do you respond to silent Saturdays? It seems to me you have two choices. You either give up and give in or give out <laughs> or you summon Sunday's faith to overcome Saturday's sorrow. You summon Sunday's faith to overcome Saturday's sorrow. That's what Queen Esther did. 
I love the story of Queen Esther. But before we experience the victory, there's a Saturday. The day that Esther finds out that there is a plot to destroy all of her people, the Jews. And queens in those days didn't really have any power and no real influence over the king. In fact, they couldn't even go to the king unless he asked her to. She felt helpless and hopeless. It was a silent Saturday. And yet in the end, she decided to entrust this situation to the hands of God. She stepped out in faith. She went to the king and her people were saved. Sunday's faith overcame Saturday's sorrow. And then there's one of my favorite Bible characters, Gideon. I like Gideon a lot. I can relate to Gideon. I'm glad all the people in the Bible weren't perfect and courageous and strong and brave and smart and all those things. I couldn't relate to them. But I can relate to a guy like Gideon. I mean, his people had been oppressed by the Midianites for years. And he felt helpless to do anything about it. His people were going through a silent Saturday period in their lives. And yet, God called him and said, Gideon, lead my people. Lead my people to victory over the Midianites. And even though his army was outnumbered 300 to 1, they were victorious. In fact, they really didn't even have to fight. They shouted and they blew trumpets and they waved torches and the people ran. Saturday's sorrows were erased by Sunday's faith. It's also true of Jesus' followers. As they gathered there, huddled there in quiet on Saturday, hoping the Romans don't know where they are and aren't coming to arrest them, It seemed that all the world had turned against Jesus, had conspired together to rid the world of Jesus. And yet, early Sunday morning, they learned that God had vetoed man's condemnation of Jesus and brought him back from the grave. Sunday's faith overcame Saturday's Sorrow. <laughs> Let me give you a more modern example. How many of you are baseball fans? We got a few. How many of you are like Wally and your Reds fans? <laughs> there's not a lot. Of, <laughs> there's just not a lot of hands up out there. Kevin's up back there. He'll support you. Well, I don't want to talk about the Reds. I want to talk about the Orioles. Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles. A little over two weeks ago, he set a Major League Baseball record. And I bet many of you missed it. He set a record for the longest hitless streak in the history of baseball. <laughs> Not exactly one you want to, you know, be called up on the award show for. 
He had not gotten a hit since last September. 54 times he had stepped up to the plate, bat in hand, and 54 times he had walked back to the dugout with his head hung to the booze of the fans, feeling like a failure. But he wasn't a failure because he didn't give up to his silent Saturday. He didn't give in to the trouble that was upon him. And neither did his manager. You have to wonder, if you're a baseball manager, why do you keep sending a guy to the plate that never hits the ball? But he had faith. He had Sunday's faith that eventually this was going to turn around for Chris. And so the 55th time that Chris Davis stepped up to the plate. He drove in two runs with a single. And for the first time in 210 days, he was standing on first base. People don't normally cheer that much for singles. <laughs> they did this time. You'd have thought the man hit a grand slam. You know, to the, to the OVA. I think even the opposing team's fans were cheering for him. You know, it gets that bad after a while. You're like, please, God, give this guy a hit. It had to feel like a silent Saturday for his baseball career, and yet he persevered. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, do not make the mistake of hearing that verse and saying, so God says that our trouble is only going to last one day. Okay? One night. One day, one night. And then tomorrow, it's all going to be better. That's the anti-philosophy. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Should, should I keep going? You want me to keep going? Yeah, see? See, I, I went up here earlier and tried to get in on the praise team. And I could tell from the looks on their faces that I, I was like Chris Davis. You know, I just had to walk away. I had to walk away. I have to think about it. Have I stepped up to sing 54 times and 54 times? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you know that, it's great for a musical, but we know life doesn't work that way. The sun may not come out tomorrow. At least we don't think so, do we? <laughs> when's, when's the last time we've had one of those good sunny days? Uh you know, God's not saying sorrow may only last literally for a day and then tomorrow you find joy. Um, your silent Saturday may be one day. It may be one week. It may be a month. It may be several years. But the promise of God is that no matter how long Saturday may be, Sunday is coming. For every silent Saturday 
there is an Easter Sunday. But we have to put our hope and trust in the Lord. We can't give up. We can't give in. We can't give out. (laughs) It's a time when we grab hold of the one who held on to the cross for us. I have a, a little card in my office that I used to carry around in my wallet. And it says this. It says, faith isn't faith until it's all you have to hold on to. Faith isn't faith until it's all you have to hold on to. And on, on the front of the card is a picture of a rope with a knot tied in the bottom of it and there's a cat. You know, (laughs) just hanging there with this frightened look on its face. And that's true. There was a a man who, who was hiking up in the mountains and his foot slipped. And he went over the edge and there just happened to be a a limb of a, a branch sticking out from the rock. And as he fell, he grabbed it. And like that cat, he's just hanging there. And he decided this is a good time to pray. <laughs> God, is there anybody up there? And sure enough, he hears a voice. Yes, my son. God, can you help me? Let go of the branch. Is there anybody else up there? (laughs) You know, he wanted a second opinion. (laughs) It is so hard to let go of what little we think we have to hold on to in this world. But sometimes that is exactly what it takes to get through a silent Saturday by Sunday's faith. I'm sure the disciples felt that way. They thought whatever might happen, no matter how much opposition they faced from the Jewish leaders, no matter how much the crowds may turn against him, as long as he is here with us, we're going to be okay. And then they lost the one thing that they had to hold on to, and that was Jesus. And when they put him in the grave, their their dreams were dashed. Their hopes were gone. They didn't think life would ever have any joy again. And yet there was Sunday. Sunday's faith will overcome Saturday's sorrow. Every silent Saturday has a triumphant Sunday. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I do know who. Put your hope and trust in him. Whatever your Saturday may be, whatever you have to go through in this life, put your hope and trust in him. And he will see you through. Let us pray. 
God, I am so grateful for Saturday. I've often wondered, Lord, why did you wait a day? I mean, if your intention was to resurrect Jesus, why not do it Friday night? They put him in the grave, you take him right back out again. And that would have spared everyone the suffering of Silent Saturday. But yet that wasn't your plan and purpose. You needed them to go through Saturday before they could experience the full joy of Sunday. And Lord, we understand that the same is true of us. You don't allow us to suffer because you enjoy seeing us hurt. No, you hate it. You allow suffering because it's what is necessary to grow our faith, to stretch our faith, to help us to learn that sometimes we got to let go of that branch and just trust in you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Who are you holding on to on your silent Saturdays? If it's not the Lord, it's going to let you down. Nothing in this world is sufficient to sustain us through all the silent Saturdays of our lives. Only Christ can do that. And he can only do that if we invite him into our lives. See, he doesn't operate from the outside in. Christ operates from the inside out. And that's why there's that image of him knocking on the door of your heart. He needs us to invite him in. And he says, if you will open the door, I will come in and be with you and you with me. And that's what this invitation is about every Sunday. Sometimes people wonder, why do we do this when most of the time nobody's coming? Sometimes I have a bigger hitless streak than Chris Davis when it comes to this invitation. But I don't care if we do it a thousand times and a thousand times no one comes. There'll be another. Because we all need Christ in our life whether we know it or not. You need Sunday's faith for your silent Saturdays. So if you're here this morning and you need Christ in your heart, I invite you to come. It would be my joy to receive you, to pray with you, to lead you in a simple confession of faith that says, I believe in Jesus. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. We'll arrange for your baptism. And you'll know the joy of Christ in your heart. We're going to stand together and what are we going to sing? Number 95, 1 and 2. Let's stand together. <laughs>